Section 11 of Arthur Wing Panero, Playwright. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. Arthur Wing Panero, Playwright. A Study by Hamilton Fife. Section 11. Mr. Panero's Actors. A few words in conclusion about the actors and actresses who have helped to interpret Mr. Panero's plays to the world of theatre-goers and who have been helped by him to take leading rank in their profession. The benefit is mutual. A dramatist must have players of ability to act his plays, and players must find clever inventors of character if they are to exhibit their ability to the best advantage. Mr. Panero, like Dr. Ibsen, is an actor's dramatist. His plays never fail to offer to his players notable opportunities for the exercise of their art all intelligent actors and actresses will tell you that it is a pleasure to perform in the plays of a man who is at once a student of humanity and a master of stagecraft that it is a task akin to the making of bricks without straw to aim at putting life into the stiff motions and awkward phrases of a mere stage puppet there have been players it is true who have taken more pleasure in filling out and in endowing with a semblance of life some figure of straw imitated abominably from nature by a hack playmaker and in carrying out the intention of a clever dramatist but these are nowadays of an elder fashion note how eager our best graced actors and actresses are to act the characters of ibsen see how many reputations mr panero has helped to make the persons in his plays are so real that in many cases they play themselves as the phrase goes to adopt another idiom they are actor-proof parts failure in them is scarcely possible i have often been struck by this very great merit in mr panero's plays when understudies have been playing leading parts or when i have seen provincial companies performing them two or three paula tanquerays notably miss granville's though not mrs kendall's were worthy to be placed alongside of mrs patrick campbell's no one has ever failed to get an immense amount of fun out of the magistrate or the dean of st marvel's or dick fennel on the other hand the parts written specially for mrs john wood are by no means for every talent can one ever forget her george tidd in dandy dick yet miss violet vanbrugh with all her distinction and cleverness was never the real sportswoman for a moment she was a charming woman of the womanly type pretending to be mannish and horsey just as miss ellen terry in madame Saint-Gene is a delightful refined captivating creature trying to persuade us that she is a vulgar washerwoman madame ragen is for the time being the very person whom history and monsieur sardou have invented mrs john wood was the actual george tidd of mr panero's brain the notable acting quality in mr panero's work was noticeable very early in his career. The money spinner, with its deft and vigorous characterization, has attracted a whole generation of amateurs. The squire found Mrs. Kendall, no bad judge of an effective part, ready to lend the assistance of her art to the embodiment of Kate Verity. When Miss Kate Rourke revived this play in 1900, one saw the qualities in this piece which had appealed to Mrs. Kendall miss rourke's was a performance instinct with charm and of a restrained intensity in the more strenuous scenes 
it reminded one a little of her lady bountiful miss rourke was the leslie too in the profligate a tender touching girlish figure but it is to actresses of a more versatile talent than miss rourke's that mr pinero has been of most service the second mrs tanqueray made mrs campbell's reputation the gay lord quex set the seal upon miss irene van Brugge's patent of superiority and placed her definitely in the front rank miss winifred emery has never done anything so good as her theo fraser in the benefit of the doubt miss emery has unfortunately never had another part in a pinero play nor has mr cyril maud who caught so exactly the spirit of cayley drumley and who played sir fletcher portwood with so exquisite a sense of character and humor ever been enlisted again under mr pinero's command as a rule one success of this kind leads to others mrs campbell followed up paula tanqueray with her exceedingly clever performance in the notorious mrs ebbsmith miss irene van Brugge had proved herself in trelawney before she made her great hit as sophie fulgarney mrs kendall too was faithful to the author who had given her so fine an opportunity in the squire it is true that not even her brilliant ability could put life into the weaker sex but her mrs german in the hobby horse was a performance that dwells in the memory take miss fay davis for another example of the actresses who have never found their metier so truly as in mr pinero's drama never has miss davis made so deep an impression never has she acted better than in the princess and the butterfly the reason must be that fay zuliani is a real person a distinct individuality standing well out in the mind as someone we have known and studied whereas most of miss davis's other parts have been mere stock stage types shadowy and incorporeal these sentences were written before iris was produced miss davis failed in that because the part was altogether beyond her powers turning from actresses to actors the one who detaches himself from the rest as the player to whom mr pinero has given the greatest number of chances is surely mr john hare think of mr hare as the good-hearted irascible spencer german recall the charming touch-and-go manner of his roderick heron pass in review the cleverly differentiated types of aristocratic roue which he offered in the parts of lord dangars the duke of st ulfert's and the marquis of quex mr hare's method in acting has indeed much in common with mr pinero's method in playwriting it is neat incisive fine down to a sharp point and a delicate edge it aims just a shade more at effect than at nature the actor has always perfect command over himself the playwright never seems to let his emotions break a certain bound by both in short emotions appear rather to be regarded as playthings or as means to an end rather than as an end in themselves neither seems inclined to treat them very seriously in author and actor alike we mark the qualities proper to the polished observant rather cynical man of the world we could never imagine mr hare tearing passions to tatters or splitting the ears of the groundlings any more than we could figure to ourselves mr pinero's eye in a fine frenzy rolling or mr pinero's pen running away with him and indicting rhapsodies of passion or mysticism it is no wonder that such an affinity of spirit should have brought playwright and player together 
or that such a partnership should have yielded such excellent results next to mr hare in the category of those actors who have shown especially in mr panero's characters come mr edward terry mr arthur cecil mr john clayton and perhaps mr weedon grossmith has there ever been a mr poskett quite like mr cecil or a dean of st marvel's in all respects so unimpeachably clerical and so irresistibly funny as mr clayton it may be that distance lends enchantment to the memory of the old playgoer but we may safely say that the characters have never been played better when dandy dick was revived in nineteen hundred mr alfred bishop was certainly a delightful dean suave and dignified and simple-minded it seemed unkind to hint that mr clayton got more out of the part and yet and yet as for the blore of the revival it could not be put anywhere near the inimitable blore of mr cecil the blore of cherubic countenance and deep underhand cunning portliest and rosiest of deanery butlers most abandoned of gambling manservants and mr cecil's ver quecket too what a naughty little boy of a man full of a childlike gamesomeness and infantile insouciance what a delicious contrast with his inbred politeness and delicacy of manner to the noisy outspoken admiral of mr clayton the very embodiment of all that we have agreed to denote by the useful adjective bluff as the cabinet minister again who could have hit off sir julian twombley's peculiarities with so light a hand as mr cecil have played the flute with an air of such melancholy enjoyment or have endured public and private tribulations with so resigned a fortitude only so long-suffering a husband could have endured so irrepressible a wife as lady twombley became in the hands of mrs john wood the english stage lost a notable pair of comic actors when mr clayton and mr cecil died of mr edward terry it is difficult to think without at the same time remembering dick fennel seldom has an actor identified himself so closely with the particular part what an immense amount of pleasure he has given by his vastly humorous impersonation of the broken-down barrister how deftly he drew a tear now and again by a pathetic touch among the comicalities of the repentant toper the part might have been played in several ways other than that which mr terry chose but he impressed his personality so firmly upon it that his dick fennel always seems to be the real one and those of other actors either imitations or deflections from the true type mr terry in the times again had great opportunities and made the most of them edgerton bompas was a genuine character in his hands he hit off with a masterly breadth of treatment the frenzied determination of the parvenu to succeed in society his morbid self-consciousness and fear that the world as it eddied around him was thinking of his draper's shops he caught too just the tone of pathos which was needed here and there to win our half-scornful sympathy with bompas's aspirations to keep the character human and prevent it from becoming a mere type held up to contempt and ridicule of mr terry's earlier performances in the rocket and one or two other of mr panero's prentice efforts i cannot speak but i have heard them as the invaluable Bedecker says about hotels well spoken of mr weedon grossmith made such excellent play with the parts of mr joseph lebanon 
and the Earl of Tweenways in The Amazons, that it has been a disappointment not to see him again in a Panero play. How capitally the fatuous aristocratic manner of Tweenways would have suited Sir Sanford Cleeve. How admirably would Mr. Whedon Grossmith's other manner, smug, self-satisfied, underbred, have sat upon Claude Emptage in the benefit of the doubt. It is true that Mr. Aubrey Fitzgerald played Claude to perfection in another way, and upon a method that is perhaps nearer to life than Mr. Grossmith's. Think, too, of Mr. Fitzgerald's footman in Trelawney, but it would have been interesting to see what Mr. Grossmith made of Theo Frazier's absurd brother. Such comparisons as this, between the styles and conceptions of different actors, we miss altogether in London. If we had a repertory theatre, we should soon begin to take, as a community, more interest in acting as an art, for we should see various actors in the same part and be able to contrast and judge between their renderings as the audience at the Théâtre Française does in Paris. There would be certain parts in the modern drama, just as in the classic drama, in which every actor on his way up the ladder would be anxious to appear, and in which his admirers would wish to see him. Also, we should watch the playing of small parts with more interest when they were in the hands of actors and actresses whose progress we were watching from day to day. But I will not digress further upon my idée fixe. We must return to Mr. Panero. In serious parts, Mr. Panero's chief exponents amongst actors have been Mr. Forbes Robertson and Mr. Alexander. Mr. Forbes Robertson was just the figure for a Dennis Heron, but he scarcely looked the kind of man who had led the life of Dunstan Renshaw, nor were his romantic personality and sympathetic method suited to the feebleness and petulance of Lucas Cleave. Mr. Courtney Thorpe was much better fitted to give a convincing version of Agnes Ebsmith's weak-natured lover. Mr. Alexander showed a capacity for self-sacrifice rare among actor-managers when he cast himself for Aubrey Tanqueray. He certainly played the part well, as well perhaps as it could be played, but he gained little of the distinction which actor-managers are reputed to covet. In The Princess and the Butterfly, he had a better chance, and his portrait of the man who is afraid of middle age was sketched with humor and a grasp of what small amount of character Sir George Lamorant was allowed to exhibit. It was throughout a pleasant performance, and in the scenes with Faye Zuliani, there was a pretty note of tenderness. A grand passion was scarcely suggested, but then love-making on the English stage seems bound to be of the cup and saucer variety. It can be done in the intervals of afternoon tea. Mr. Herbert Waring was a dignified, earnest Noel Bryce many years ago, and lent the same strenuous air, which was in those days his specialty, to the part of the young man in The Cabinet Minister, who has no patience with the ways and manners of the polite world. Mr. Oscar Osh made a consistent and impressive study of Maldonado in Iris, and Mr. Dion Busico gave a finished little sketch of Croker, which was of service to the play, just as his eccentric old vice-chancellor was valuable in the representation of Trelawney. Mr. Fred Kerr is another actor with a talent for neat characterization, whom Mr. Pinero has provided with several good opportunities. His Horace Vale, his Bream in Sweet Lavender, his Major Tarvey, and his literally 
were all performances that one can recall distinctly and with recollections of enjoyment miss rose leclerc left no actress behind her when her death bereft our stage of so bright an ornament who could rival her in parts of the grand dame order her lady castle jordan in the amazons was a finished performance abounding in delightfully rich humor and in touches of moving pathos when the scene called for a deeper note equally good in its way was her mrs cloys the capable practical woman of the world a mrs proudy of later date with much less of the hard domineering qualities of a traditional bishop's wife than trollope's character the pleasure which a retrospect like this can give to the hardened playgoer is a sure proof of the notable qualities of mr pinero's drama you can think over his characters long after you have seen them embodied on the stage without feeling that they were merely children of fancy you chuckle over their eccentricities think kindly of their foibles recall their generous words and deeds with softened heart they dwell each distinct in the memory they are genuine creations not mere pastiches of scrappy observation and theatrical effect End of section 11